Hey guys, welcome to the Mortgage Man Podcast. I'm Aaron, aka The Mortgage Man, and this podcast is brought to you by Tenta Financial Advisors, where we're going to discuss how to do mortgages, KiwiSaver, and personal insurance better. We're going to have lots of guests, lots of information, and lots of helpful tips so that you can speed up the process. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another Mortgage Man Podcast here with Chris Brown. Hey man, how's it going? That's Chris, and I'm actually Aaron, if you didn't already know, which you should, because you've been listening to all the other 40 episodes that we've done, and if you haven't, then you should. Um, today, we're talking about which bank is best <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, so, which bank is best based on a mortgage for you and your property, and like we were discussing in our practice recording, which got interrupted, is it is kind of a trick question, because everybody's situation is different, and for me... The best bank is the one that gives you the most money or gives you some money. However, maybe based on your situation, you will not get any money. So approaching the correct bank based on your situation is the key thing and the main reason why you should have a mortgage broker to work with. Yeah, and I think, you know, especially in the current environment, um, they're chopping and changing their rules all the time. So if I actually said to you, this is the best bank today, um, then it might change next month, you know, and um, our job is to kind of stay on top of it all. But we'll run through some of the, like the best places to go right now as of August, 2022. And um, there are some fundamentals that don't change, but there are definitely things that do change. Yeah, and the key thing to understand is it is based on your situation and who you bank with. So if you... In the situation where you've got a 20% deposit, good income, no debt, and your income is coming from a salary as opposed to self-employed, then most banks, in fact, probably all banks would be happy to have you as a customer. That's right, yeah. However, most of you are probably not in that situation. You've probably got less than a 20% deposit. Um, maybe one of you is self-employed. Maybe there's some debt floating around. Um, so depending on that situation, we're going to kind of cover who and I guess and how to approach those banks. So let's say, Chris, we've got a situation that I have a 10% deposit and I want to buy an existing house and my income is strong enough. So the income is no issue. It's more about the deposit and I'm buying an existing house. What are my options? Which banks are we going to, are we going to name and shame some as well? Is that what we can do? Yeah. We won't shame them. We'll just name them. We won't shame them because next week they'll change the rules and make us look like a dick. Yeah. Um, I mean, ten percent deposit, existing houses. Typically, you to start with only your own banks are gonna gonna look at you to in that regard. And of those, uh, you need a live deal at ANZ and ASB, and they will take you on. Other than that, they won't really look at you. Um, and just to go over what a live deal is, that means either going to auction soon or you've got your offer, a conditional offer already accepted um, and countersigned so that you can pretty much say, here's my offer, give me an approval. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it's um, live auctions at the moment, but basically you just need to have a price nailed out and they're not going to be wasting their time is the main point they want to get across. They're not in a position to promise lots of money to lots of people um, because they don't have that much money to give out 
and they're, and they're trying to reduce risky lending. And if you've got less than a 20% deposit, you are a risky lender, apparently. Um, okay, so let's switch that up. Let's say you still have the 10% deposit, but you're buying a new build. Yeah, so this one's really easy. Um, and it's because ANZ have a special deal called Blueprint to Build, which means you get a massive discount on whatever the interest rates are to go to them. And so ANZ, by far and away, if you're buying a new build, they're your best bet. Now, ASB had back my build and they were the exact same position. So it was ASB and ANZ to start with. They got rid of it. There's rumors that it's coming back. So in the next week or so, it might be the two of them fighting off again. But basically, ANZ is your best bet far and away for a new build 10% deposit. Can you do that if you do not bank with ANZ? I'm pretty sure. Michelle. <laughs> yes, can you go? Yes, you can. can you go to ANZ to buy a new build if you've got a ten percent deposit? If you don't bank with them, yes. We're there just we phoning a friend for our know everything. Yeah, because uh, like we said, the rules the, the rules do always change, and like this is it's always a moving environment because interest rates are going up and house prices are going down. There are stricter rules than usual. Um, when it comes to lending um okay so to recap so far existing house you can only really go with your own bank new build you can go with you should go with anz because they're going to give you cheaper interest rates if you've got a 20 percent deposit pretty much go anywhere what if your income is i'll just i'll just stop you there if you've got a 20 percent deposit um the different banks as you will have seen in some of our um, weekly emails and things do special deals from time to time and so as an example bnz was doing one percent cash back i think they've finished it now um but they were again giving you almost twice as much as some of the other banks for a period there it took two or three weeks and the other banks caught up but um, if you've got a 20% deposit, you've got the option to go with whoever's doing the best deal at the time. So you can go wherever you want, but there's often a really good interest rate or a really good cash contribution that you can take advantage of. So you're in a really good position to, yeah. to capitalize on that. What if people want the lowest interest rates possible but they and they have a 20% deposit? Because a lot of people will be like, oh, I've seen that HSBC or Heartland do cheaper than my current bank. And I want to go with them. What's the downside of them going with those other banks? Because I know that Heartland and HSBC do have lower interest rates, but they lack other things as yeah. well. Um, look, the, the problem with those smaller banks is they are small. And how they get customers is typically throwing out a really good interest rate for about two or three months. And they advertise it so they get an influx of customers. Then they've got nobody uh, so then they've got um they run out of money and they turn it off and what typically happens is that the standard rate you get with those banks are normally higher than what you get at the main banks overall so if you're not lucking into another special that they give you your interest rates often you know it's not going to be the special rates so it's only a temporary kind it's of only a carrot temporary, being dangled. Yeah, it's a temporary carrot. And you'll never get the cash contributions that the big banks will offer. So often you, you get a decent um, interest rate, 
but you won't get the cash contribution. And the, and the cash that you get in your hand is often worth more than the cheaper interest rate. Um, and lastly, they're very, they don't have as big customer service teams or branches in most cases in your local area. So if you do need to make changes, call 0800 numbers, et cetera, et cetera, it's a lot more difficult with those smaller banks. So they, they, they're great if for the time that you get that special deal, but after that, they go back to being a below par, well, sorry, not being able to compete with the other big banks at the same They just rate. don't have the infrastructure as well, right? To yeah. have a good app and customer support and all that other stuff. I think um, uh, the best example is the um, Heartland Bank put out a special offer. It then took three and a half weeks for them to respond to an email. And if you were missing anything in your application, uh, you went to the back of the queue. So it was taking over a month to get things even looked at for a while there. Okay. Um, what about if your income source is self-employed versus salary? Is there certain banks that are better for that? Because obviously we work with lots of self-employed people. Yeah, definitely. And, and likewise, if you have overseas income in your self-employed business, like you import stuff, etc., it all changes. BNZ um, don't include depreciation. So if you're a business with lots of depreciation, don't go, to, don't go there. If you're overseas income, um, ANZ scale it back a lot more aggressively than some of the other banks. So depending on your, your business and what the nature is, there's definitely um, pros and cons to the different banks. Likewise, uh, you're not even considered a business banking client until you earn over, I think it's... 300 or 500,000 at ASB. So you just get treated like an, a regular customer, which means you get someone who doesn't really understand what a profit and loss or a balance sheet or anything like that is assessing your deal and they're trying to figure it out on their own. So sometimes that can work in your favor, often it doesn't. So depending on your business, definitely big banks to stay away from depending on how you run your stuff. Okay, what about, which is probably also a common thing, is credit impairments or short-term debt? Yeah, so this one is one they yo-yo on all the time. Um, right now, I had a, a good example. I had a, a deal at BNZ, sorry, a mortgage at, at BNZ. Um, it ticked all the boxes, went all the way through, went to the credit team to sign off, i.e. just went to the big bosses up the top to make the final decision. And they said, no, we don't feel like it right now. <laughs> so because why? Because they don't have the appetite or they don't have, they don't need to basically. And so even though it ticked all the boxes, they're just like, nah, it's too risky for us right now. Um, and depending on what it is, some banks will just gloss over it. Others will really We're talking about a credit. credit We're account. talking about a credit default or just lots of debt? Um, credit defaults typically. And if you default with ANZ, for example, it, and typically it, it disappears after five to seven years, ANZ will look at that forever. They won't really like that. You, they take it personally, you know? <laughs> it stays on your file. So I think for people that are listening, it's... <laughs> 
each bank is different and has got slightly different rules and those rules kind of change all the time. So it is complicated knowing which <laughs> place to put things like there's certain things like if you've got lots of bad credit, then a main bank probably isn't going to take you and you're going to have to go to a second tier bank or a second tier lender, as we call them. Um, if you've got lots of debt, it will depend on making sure the numbers work on certain banks calculators. If you're self-employed, BNZ is probably not the best place to go. Um, if you're buying a new build, ANZ is probably the place to place to go at the moment. Yeah, totally. A month ago, ASB was in there as well. Um, but the key thing as well is that you guys do not need to make that decision. All you've got to do is make the decision to work with a good mortgage broker, i.e. us. And then we will look at the stuff that you've uploaded. We'll check on the bank's current rules. And then we will do the sending off the questions back and forth and then the approval for you. So um, I guess the purpose of this podcast was just to like make you aware that banks have different rules. And just because you've walked into ASB and I've said no, doesn't mean that other banks aren't going to look at your application as long as it maybe comes from a mortgage broker and is written up properly and any little black dots we've kind of addressed before they before they see them and ask all the questions yeah i i feel like i got a bit carried away there and a bit excited with some <laughs> pretty deep stuff and just to kind of cap that off is it's not uh, your job, it's our job to keep track of these things. And even if you did, we have trouble keeping track of what the current rules are as well. So um, we wouldn't even expect you to, we just have to check in with them pretty much every day to figure out what they're doing. And it can often change halfway through an application as well. So um, get a good broker to look after you and you'll be just fine you will get the absolute best scenario for you in most cases and on that note we say adios Sayonara. hello at tanta.co.nz if you need help um otherwise give us a call and we can answer all of your questions we've actually got a new 09 number do we yeah two four two two four four zero zero it's kind of okay. cool who answers that <laughs> Uh, you'll get me. You'll get me straight to me. All right. And on that note, bother Chris with those funkles. All right. <laughs> Until next time. See ya. Bye.